0: well it's been a few months since the election and you're just really wanting to hear some politics that you can't find anywhere nobody talks about that stuff anymore november's over well maybe you're needing some of that hard-hitting media that folks just can't seem to produce maybe you're needing to find out where the best lanes in town are no you know what it is you need some better beef jerky reviews where well, you come to the right place on the politics bowling and jerky podcast Just kidding, guys. This is the Punch, Busts, and Jams, baby. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the PB&J. Tonight, we're going to talk about several things. Cody and I are going to go over baseball. We're going to talk some NASCAR. We're going to talk about college football. We're going to talk a little bit of golf. We've got tons of stuff to get to. And let's just go ahead and do it. The heck with it, Cody. And there's just... Before we jump into anything, I just I've got a real good feeling. And I'm gonna play this clip and I want you to say it with me, okay? Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. Show me the money. Show me the money.
1: Show,
0: Show me, me the he, money.
1: Otani. Oh my gosh. Money. You called that man. Gotta give <laughs> you credit because the the first thing you said. Going into the baseball episode was Shohei Otani is gonna be the, the biggest story in baseball.
0: That's right.
1: I don't think you're you're wrong about that, pal.
0: Leading the league in home runs currently and has an ERA just north of two. I mean, how how is this possible? Seems, I mean, I was hoping good. for it. <laughs> I was hoping for it, and here it is. We're finally getting it. We're we've got a healthy Shohei Otani and Dang it! It's just fun to watch, man. It's just a, a good time.
1: You know, it kind of reminds me of. Do you remember Jeremy, the New York Knicks? Oh yeah, it was just like, you know, uh, he was the Asian basketball player that just took the world by storm, and it's that same feeling like you just because Jeremy Lynn was dropping game winners every night. You're like, I gotta watch this kid. Yeah. Saint, I think it's obviously different with Otani because he's got staying power. Like, and I knew Jeremy Lynn would kind of get figured out because he was kind of a smaller guy. But as long as Otani – I mean, you're talking about you're, – you're talking about a 500-homer guy.
0: Also, can we talk – and this may have have to do more with just how, you know, athletic he is and he's given some talent as far as, like, he's a sixth – Two, six, three. I mean, he's up
1: there. He looks bigger than that, though. He
0: he does. And the fact that he can cover so much ground so quickly, he's fast. He's a lot faster than people give him credit for. And I think I saw the other day he's right at 30 feet a second. Um, That's quick. That's getting it. How many other pitchers can say that?
1: 30 feet a second?
0: Yeah, it was something ridiculous. What
1: are you talking about?
0: I mean – Within under three seconds, he's at first base.
1: I mean, that, is that like a four one forty or something?
0: It's, I mean, I would put it at I don't know. I hadn't done the math. I would say probably a four five forty.
1: But still, I mean, that's world class I mean, speed.
0: He's up there. And don't hold me straight to that, but I'm just saying I heard that stat the other day. I can't remember exactly what the it. I, I want to say it was thirty feet a second is what they clocked him at, and that's after making contact with the ball. Getting the base. I mean, you don't have a lot of time. The guy is just an athlete, just all around. And we're finally seeing him. Like I said, he's healthy. We're getting to see what he can do. He's finally living up to the hype. There was a lot of people who, you know, because there was a lot made of him before he got here. And there was just a ton of people for the first few years he was in the league that were just laughing and saying, y'all made such a big deal. We're finally seeing what he can turn out to be. How old is he, Clay? He's young, man.
1: He's... 22, 23?
0: Yeah, he's... I'm going to look him up real quick.
1: I feel like I might be way wrong, but I don't know. He is...
0: Show me a time. Let's see. I've got him pulled up. Bah, 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 bah. He was born in
1: 1994.
0: Oh, so he's older than... Yeah, he's... uh. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. So still a young guy. I mean.
1: Yeah, I didn't think he was twenty. I thought he was twenty two or twenty three, but then I was like, no, I think that's I think I'm way off. But yeah. still, twenty seven, you you still got as long as you stay healthy, another good seven to ten years.
0: Right. It's it, it's gonna the be arm fun. and
1: everything. You just never know. I mean that that's the thing. I, I wonder if it gets too much for him and he eventually is just gonna be like I think I'm just gonna do one or the other, but and it's DH my whole life.
0: Well, I mean, he, but he does so well fielding. I mean, he's a good yeah. outfielder. It's, yeah. he doesn't have just a DH now. The the pitching thing, he's great at right now. But I honestly think it's more of a pride thing. He's more. He's a true athlete, and he's gonna. You know he he wants to be, the guy. He wants to say, I I can do it all. I can do everything.
1: But that's going to get him hurt, man.
0: That's right. And it has in the past. And I think that if he'll, you know, come off of that later on, especially, you know, let's say he has a couple good years of pitching, but then after that kind of calms down, really focuses on fielding and just becoming an everyday player. Yeah. And, And he can have a long career.
1: Okay, so um, what does he do like after he pitches? Is he playing the next day or is he taking a day off? I think
0: he's taking one day. I find See, he's that, that, him a see day. that's
1: the thing, like that's why I don't think pitchers should be MVPs. Yeah. Because they don't play every day and you're talking about taking what 25, 30 games away where you know he could be playing out in the field or whatever.
0: Oh yeah, you're taking. That's a a big deal. deal.
1: I mean, yes, yes, there's going to be days where he pitches great, and you know he might win fifteen or seventeen games. And yes, there might be games where he goes zero for four. But just the simple fact of him being in the lineup, and as good as a a fielder and athlete as he is, he can just win you games just being in the lineup.
0: Yeah, he can. And also, you know, you got to think about okay, let's say he's a hundred and forty game player. Right. And then you're taking another, let's say, 20 days off. Well, then you've knocked him down to 120 days of fielding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you've got another guy who's got to step in who on most teams would be, you know, an auxiliary guy who comes in and plays 20 games a season. Now is playing a third of the season.
1: Which is – to me, if I'm his agent, I'm just like, hey – let let's let's make millions of dollars as an as an everyday guy, yeah. but I, I do is. know pitchers make a, a ton of money. They're they they're like the quarterbacks of the league, but I just think it's going to put so much stress on a man. That that's why you you might go into the University of Alabama and say, "Hey, Coach Saban, I really want to play football and basketball, or I really want to play football and baseball," and Coach Saban's like, "Well, that, that's fine." But you're probably not going to get the chance, you know, yeah. to, to be what you want to the, the amount of time that you need to be productive, and it's kind of the well, same everybody's thing making
0: me. money now. Yeah, everybody's making, I mean, you got third baseman's uh, making 300 plus, you got shortstops, of course, making 300 plus, you got Mookie and Bryce out in the outfield, right,
1: making, catchers making, making 20 million a year. It's just stupid.
0: Yeah, everybody, you don't have you. you can, just a few people making money now. Everybody's making
1: money. You, you can be, a, I mean, you can be a, a mediocre pitcher. Like, you could be the number three guy making, you know, getting $125, $150 million contracts. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe Otani does go the pitching route. I just always think the MVP needs to be an everyday player. And I, and I know that you don't necessarily play to be the MVP, but, you know, if he does want to win that, I, you know, I, I just don't know if that's the right. I say you know, that he could have it this year since he's pitching and everything. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. It's been a month since we've talked, Clay, <laughs> and I'm just rambling. I have no clue where I'm going in my head.
0: One thing I looked at this week, and I've tried to find an answer on, is how – he is scored with war. Now, for those of you who don't know, war is wins above replacement. So, that's saying, okay, the the player that would come in and replace you, how what's many wins your, are you better than? Yeah. Right, what are you better than that? And, of course, Shohei's a, a teammate, Mike Trout, has dominated that stat for so long. We haven't had somebody – who has had a chance to have a war of so much play in his position, and then come out and have an ERA of two, <laughs> or just a little north of two? So we don't know. I, I don't know, and I hadn't been able to find this answer. Is how are they scoring that? Because are they just combining it, or are they
1: putting the, him surely? In the surely they do. Surely they do it. Like maybe two separate ones. Does that make?
0: Yeah, I mean they have to put him in two and then they columns. do a median or
1: something. Then they just
0: yeah, I guess. I mean, I, it's, either way, I mean he he has to be off the chart right now. Just the first, you know. Month well, I'll tell of you play.
1: another one that might have one of the highest wars, and and that's Ronald Acuna. I mean, that's yeah, he's he's, he's up there. <laughs> he's probably yeah. got a high war, but yeah, I literally just got an email. It says watch Otani versus the Yankees right now. <laughs> I mean log in to start streaming. I don't know if government's listening to her podcast, but that's kind of freaky. I literally probably just got the email right now.
0: Probably is. Government
1: so, noted listener of the PVJ.
0: So, speaking of, you know, you brought up Kuna. Talk to me about your brace.
1: Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man. It's just... It's one thing after another with this organization. I mean, we get in two games. You play the Mets. Like, the Braves have lost every game of the series by, like, one run. And now they're behind four to three again. It's just the most frustrating team to watch. I've, I've done better this year as far as not living and dying by every pitch, every game. So, like, I'll do the whole, hey, if we're ahead right now, I'll tune in and watch. But, see, that gets dangerous sometimes, too, because we have a terrible bullpen. So, I'm just like, I don't Who I don't doesn't? even know what to. Do. Yeah, that's true. I was like, I don't even know what to do at this point. Like, do I? So, I'm just like, okay. Let's see. And Noah was, was punching things, and he's out for two months. Soroka is supposed to be, was supposed to be back by, like, early May, mid-May, and now they're thinking July or August. So I'm almost to the point on Soroka, like, do you just completely shut down shop this year and come a, come back new next year? Uh, I mean, Austin Riley's actually, he's leading the major leagues in on-base percentage, which is blowing my mind, because earlier in the year he was, you know, batting like 087, you got Ozzy Albies, who is not having an All Star type year. You've got Freeman, who is just absolutely raking it now. Uh, but one thing you worry about with Acuna is he's—I feel like he's getting injured every other week. So it's just—it's just a debacle right now, and—and and it doesn't help to see Mark Melanson just absolutely tearing it up right now the The Braves closer because I mean he's he's just filthy and we don't have anybody in that the back end of the bullpen now and it, it's really really showing up and last year we did and like when he was in I was like hey, it's it's over like might as well just give us the dub now but like you said bullpens around the the league are just trash I don't know why but they're trash but somebody that's not trash last night was Spencer Turnbull. Another yeah. no-hitter. There are five no-hitters this year. Well, that's five. a
0: great segue because I was just about to go over that. Five no-hitters. The record is seven. It's going to be
1: smashed. In,
0: yeah, and if you count, you know, a lot of people like to count what Baumgartner did. I know. And he can't help that, uh, you know, it was only seven innings. He can't help but, it. But,
1: but man, the last six outs, I mean, you, you watched Turnbull's last – Seven batters last night, and it looked like the most stressful moments of his life. I mean, he sure was, was living and dying by every pitch. Sure was.
0: Angel Hernandez was behind the plate.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that. That's the first no hitter that he's ever called. I was like, "What well, you think?"
0: Because the, you know, I told somebody today, a pitch that's six inches inside the plate could be a ball, and the very next pitch is a is a strike. Like you never know. You have no clue. What's going to happen pitch to pitch? He you has no zone.
1: You know what I love about Chipper Jones? What? Well, first off, everything. But what I really love about Larry Wayne is his disdain for that man. Like, he'll post on Twitter, I don't know how he has a job. And like, Chipper's involved in the Braves organization. <laughs> I just love it. He, he shows no mercy for that man. So.
0: This brings up a question, and I was actually asked this question today, and and I thought it would be a great one to bring up on the podcast, and that is with this year we've talked about there's five no-hitters. Mm-hmm. Is a no-hitter the same weight as it used to be? And I'm going to give you some points as to why I don't think – I still think it's a big accomplishment. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think it's the same thing. And I'm going to give you – I'm going to back that up with some points when you tell me if you think it is or not.
1: I think it's not. One, the approaches at the plate are so much different. They're way different. It's a home run Everybody wants to swing as big as you can. Where back in the day, you just wanted to get on base and steal bases and run around the – you know. So you're talking about trying to get people out like Ricky Henderson. Or Derek Jeter, or Rafael Furcal, or you know, going back, Ozzy Smith, you know, Pete Rose, you you can't no hit those teams when they're bunting and slapping it around. But I was watching last night. I mean, five runs is not you know impossible to come back in the ninth inning, And, and you've got you've got the 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 Mariners just like swinging for the fences. And I'm like, why are you not trying to, you know, go the other way or break it? I mean, obviously, yeah, go small ball and just try to, you know, get on base, get over and get them in. They're swinging for the fences every time. I'm like, you can't, as to my knowledge, Clay, you cannot hit a five-run homer.
0: So, right now, Seattle is the third best team in the AL West. They're 21 and 22, so not terrible. They're right at 500. They're you know not a bad team
1: until no you look at team
0: <laughs> batting. Like you just said, they've been no-hit twice this season. Their team batting average is
1: .199. The Braves can't be much better. The, the Braves highest, got one hit in two games.
0: The highest team average is the Astros right now at .268. That's really that's good. 268. That's, that's, that's pathetic team? that the entire
1: league oh okay. is
0: below 268.
1: Oh, it's like, I was about to say like 268 averages. That's getting it really because those seven, eight, nine guys usually. But the
0: Astros generally know what's coming, and they're hitting 268.
1: God, I hate them so. Can we still hate them forever until my so kids, much.
0: my boys, will hate the Astros? I, like, I hate them
1: saying. so much. They're Let's see. Yeah, they're they're still the my most hated team in professional sports, without without a doubt.
0: Yeah, so it's really yeah. not
1: even close. Like because you t- you think about it, my my pro teams. You got the Braves. I mean, I only really hate the Phillies because of Bryce Harper. I hate the Marlins just because they always throw at Acuna. But you know that's just weird reasons. But you have to hate the Astros. As a Cowboys fan, I can't hate the the Eagles now. They've got Jalen, Landon Dickerson, and Smitty. Uh, I can't hate the Redskins now. They've got the whole Alabama roster. You know? And, like, I've never cared for the Giants. Like, I never care about the Giants. I'm like, who cares? But the Eagles and the Redskins are supposed to be the Cowboys' biggest rivals, or the Washington football team. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, You can't
0: say Redskins.
1: I'm offended
0: now. I'm
1: sorry. Um, So, like, they're the only team that everybody hates. Like, I pull for the Yankees over them. The Yankees. The actual New York Yankees. Yeah.
0: It it just, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So, moving on from Major League Baseball, let's talk a topic that will fit. Whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. We. Talk about who you. your boys in blue picked up.
0: Yeah. yeah, I skipped over that just because we jumped to the the Braves, but we did. We picked up a legend. We picked up a Hall of Famer, a first Pujos. ballot oh, What do you think about that? Honestly,
1: I don't. I I don't know. It's weird.
0: I don't know like, what he's I I, you just, give I, us.
1: I, I, just, I just feel like the the Dodgers just got really old really quick.
0: I, I just don't. I'm nothing against the guy. He's been a it's if,
1: if he would have went to the Yankees, that would have made sense. That's such a Yankee move.
0: Well, if he had went to any AL team, at least he would have had a shot at being a DH. Yeah. But being like, on the NL team, he's just
1: – What is he doing? There. Is he a pinch hitter? Like, I mean, he like, has
0: to be a pinch hitter. He pinch still hits certain pitchers really well. He – you know, there are going to be games where when we have to go across division – uh, and play you know interstate or inner interdivision inter excuse me not roadways and
1: you're you're always talking about roads i
0: always talking about roads it's always in my head so inter league games and yep. where we'll be on you know way ballparks need a mm-hmm. dh things like that it'll happen I mean there's gonna be points but I'm sorry but paying somebody I don't even know what he's getting paid honestly I know it's not very much we oh, will say one thing about this. You've seen a lot of these gigantic 10-year contracts over the last few years.
1: Stupidest thing of all time.
0: Uh, we're seeing the tail end of one right now. And you see that, you know, six years into it, he started to fall off. And, yes, he was a little older than what some of these guys are. You know, Tatiste is, what, 14? I mean, he was a little not older not.
1: Than My personal opinion, he never should have left St. Louis.
0: Well, no. His entire career was built in St. Louis. But, I mean, he was there for so long, and, I mean, they did well. So, yeah, he he shouldn't have, but he got a huge contract. The Angels spend money. They do. And he just – i mean but what I'm saying is, like, okay, we're seeing what it got these guys. What is it going to get some of the – you know – what is it going to get some of these guys who just signed these major contracts? Nah. What happens to them?
1: I have no idea. But I did just see something else, Clay. What? There is another no-no going on right now in Arlington.
0: Oh, you're kidding me. I mean, it's just it's it's in getting worse.
1: To it's... it's in the bottom of the seventh. Yankees are up 2 nothing on the Rangers right now.
0: Wow, and but the Rangers took care of Cole this week. They beat Garrett Cole.
1: They beat up on him, yeah. very bad, big, bigly lead, very bad, very, very mm-hmm. ugly game.
0: So in college, as far as that level of sports, we had a ruling come out today, today. So if you're listening to the PBJ, you might not even know about this yet. The NCAA has said that it's going to be state ran or state decided as far as COVID regulations, that they have no problem with going back to 100% capacity. So that affects a lot. That, you know, would have affected, say, the SEC women's softball this past weekend. Right. But was restricted due to NCAA rules. They came out, at least they said it now, before the regionals and before the men's, you know, college baseball got started. And so – We move forward and we're going to have 100% capacity. I'm excited. I mean, this is, we're finally. We're back. We're back. You know, hockey's been doing it. We've, um, the Braves have done it. So some of the Major League Baseball teams have had it. Basketball, I don't think, is at that point yet. There's no football going on. So we don't know, but they are headed that direction, it looks like. So, but we're back. We're back with the major sports. Can I ask you a
1: quick question? Yeah. Did you watch one play of FCS football?
0: I did not. And I, I told either. myself for so long, I was like, you know what? I would watch it. And it actually answered some questions for me because for so long, I said, and I was a, a fan of, you know, at one time they said, the uh, the non-power five or the uh, the other guys, the, what do you call them? The, I can't even think, from the one, but not the P5, the other group. So,
1: the group of five?
0: The group of five, yeah. The group of five had talked about at one time breaking away and doing a spring football season. Right. And I was for so long, I was like, yeah, let's do that. I'll have football all year long. I love football, Cody. But I didn't watch it down of this other.
1: You, you know why? Why? Because you have – first off, you have a life. Yeah. Second off – there's baseball going on, there's golf going on, there's NASCAR going on that are actually in the the big league of sports, you know. Mm -hmm. Even though technically college football is amateur sports, I mean... It's just
0: as large as the pro level.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... You've got 100,000 people in college stadiums and you've got 65 in in pro. I mean, it's just... It's out of this world, the, the amount of attention that that gets. And and I was one like you I was like oh well you know I never get to watch Jacksonville State because I'm always at the Bama game or I'm always watching those games or whatever now something I did think was very cool was no I know you couldn't do it in football season but maybe instead of like playing their games on Saturdays maybe they play them on like those Tuesday nights or uh, yeah like Maybe they do that, you know, like a a Monday, like well, getting to that because of Monday Night Football. Or may, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Get some of those games going on. Because I'll be honest, the only games that are on Friday night are like those Pac-12 games that are horrible. I, mean, I think awesome. the
0: only argument for Friday nights has always been it kills high school football. I think that's always been the – you know, the drawback to, yeah, you know, Division One college football is always kind of held yeah. back. Same thing with, you know, they don't want to compete with the NFL, you know. So, they yeah. they don't play on Sundays because of that. They play on Saturdays. Yeah. Well, I think they stay away from it. Just I, I just they don't think
1: work. they need to do what they keep doing, just
0: yeah.
1: play on their Saturdays. And, and whoever watches it, watches it in person. I mean, it's that's never going to – It's never going to have a TV market. It's never going to have, like, oh, I've got to, you know, set set my schedule around uh, Sam Houston and North Dakota State game. That'll probably never happen in my life.
0: Honestly, we're not that removed away from, you know, Jefferson Pilot at 1130 and getting a 230 game and an ESPN game, and that was it. You know, we're not that far away from that. We're we're spoiled now with – the SEC network and, and five different uh, ESPN, the Ocho thing. I mean, everybody is on TV and we used to not have that, you know, we mm-hmm. used to be at one time, you know, the satellite companies put out a, a thing similar to NFL uh, red zone or whatever it is, where you could buy a package and watch all these out of market games because there wasn't that many games on TV. Well, now everybody, and if you're a power five school, you're on TV. Yep, you're, you're on TV somewhere, and if you're a group of high school, you got a 50-50 shot of being on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody shows yeah. it. it. Well, everybody's
1: it. everybody is at least at least on ESPN Plus.
0: Yes, everybody's there. So there's a lot of you know any exposure that Jackson State or Jacksonville State or whoever, whoever Alabama yeah. State gets. Is a hundred times better than what they had ten years ago,
1: which was nobody even knew they played. Exactly. So
0: you have to just you know go with it, and you've got that following. You've got stadiums that hold fifteen thousand, and that's what they'll have, and that's that's it, and that's all they need, and that's that they've been able to carry it since, and ever so often. So speaking of college football, though, so Labor Day we saw some times come out, and I just wanted to talk about. Some of the matchups and, and just point out some of the games that we're going to have this Labor Day. And hopefully with full capacity. I hope every one of these stadiums and their states are open full capacity because we've got some good stuff.
1: South Carolina just came out and said they're, they're 100% at Williams Bryce. So that's another good, good news there.
0: It is. It's wonderful news. Uh, Clemson, a South Carolina team, taking on Georgia. Uh, Notre Dame. Florida State on Sunday, Louisville. That's and a Ole quasi
1: Miss on ACC game.
0: It is. It is absolutely. It's because Notre Dame has to play a half. Was it six games? Five. To six games. Five.
1: Five. Yeah. Louisville
0: and Ole Miss on Monday. Oh,
1: that's going to be a beat beatdown.
0: Penn State, Wisconsin. Ooh. And of course, Bama, Miami. Miami. So. One thing that has always jumped off to me about this, and it being Labor Day weekend, and I've never understood it, maybe you can tell me a, a good reason for it. And that is, you know, NFL's not started yet, right? So they play on that Thursday night before this weekend. Their regular season starts the next weekend. The NFL has always given that to college football as Labor Day weekend is your weekend. This is your chance to be the spotlight. Why is it that we only have one game on Sunday and one game on Monday?
1: I guess it just draws more eyes to that one kind of like a playoff type game like it's a standalone this is the premier game kind of thing like why not
0: have 3 why not have 1 at 11 why, why not have 230? more why not but but you see what I'm saying have them at, yeah. the, at the three times you know you have your three typical times right 11 and 6 or whatever it is
1: well i another reason maybe it's just uh, play. I I don't know. I'm sure they do it because of money. You know why? Because they could. I would like to go back in history and look and see did they used to do that and they just realized, hey, we make more money just having that one primetime game each night.
0: Right.
1: That's the only reason because, you know, if if they're going to make money, they're going to do it that way. So I bet that's the only reason like they did all their analytics and hey, if we put all the eyes on that one game at that one time, It's going to be more than, you know, getting, you know, 15 million here or 4 million here. You'll get 22 million here or whatever. I know you're not going to draw that for just a random game. I'm just making up numbers for, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. I've just always wondered that. Why can't we have more games? I just want more college football. You know it. Clay, I
1: don't don't know anything at all. (laughs) That's always been my thing. I know nothing about nothing. But I do know one thing. What? Every decision that these people make is because of the money. Show me the money. Show just,
0: me the money. Show he Otani. You know what I'm saying? Show me the Otani. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of money, mm-hmm. there was a professional team recently made a trade, or not even a trade, just picked up a free agent, somebody who was batting really low in the single A ball, and decided to move him from quarterback to tight end.
1: Timothy Tombow?
0: Timothy Tombo, what do you think about TT?
1: Oh, Timmy, Timmy. Well, I just think it's really weird. It doesn't shock me because Urban Meyer is, you know, his former coach, and God, there's just something about Tebow that, you know, I was, I was trying to stay like a nineties yeah.
0: movie. There's something yeah. about Tebow.
1: Yeah, there's ten reasons I hate about years. Uh, there, I was. Like, on the fence. I was like, I guess he can do what he wants. It's America. If he wants to try out and he got the opportunity, go do it. But then there's the other side of, like, old man yelling at the clouds. <laughs> you couldn't do it when you were 25. Like, the Jets tried you out at HVAC, and you yes. couldn't do it. You physically could not do it. Yeah. And now, coming back at 33, you're thinking you're going to be better than a 23 year old that's in the best shape of his life. I know, I know Tebow's a try hard. I know he's going to do the film study. I know he's going to learn the plays, but he's 33 and he hasn't played in eight years.
0: It would take a lot for somebody to tell me that this is anything other than
1: Jersey sales,
0: Urban Meyer taking care of his boy and getting him on a pension.
1: Get him on that pension plan.
0: It doesn't take much in the NFL, just a few years to get on the pension. And I don't know how many years he played, I can't remember, two, three. But I feel like he has to be right there at the point where, you know, so many games or whatever they've measured on so many so many months or every how he, every how you do that, uh being on team or whatever, that he has to be right at that cutoff to where he's about to get on a pension. On yeah. the NFL pension, and he'll be set for life.
1: I I, I mean, he's already set for life. He's Let's already
0: just, set, but when you're buying million-dollar rings,
1: you need a little bit extra. Uh, I mean, I think, I think if you schedule Tebow for, as like a speech or whatever, it's like fifty k. So, right,
0: but if you're right there at it, if you're yeah. you know two games away or whatever it is.
1: Oh, but I mean, just think about the not? locker room, man. You're that. 23-year-old that's better than him, and you're just done now because of a, a clown show.
0: Because of a – but you see what I'm saying, though. Like, if you're – I heard there's Tebow, coaches
1: down there that are furious.
0: Right. But I'm like, saying, like, if you're Tebow and yeah, you're I'm sitting Tebow. there and you're, like, two games away, why not? Now, I know that he's got all the money he needs, right? Yep. But if you've got an opportunity, let's say you've got an opportunity and the – And you're sitting there, Cody, and you're talking to your family and you're like, you know, if I went and I worked two weeks more at such and such for the rest of our lives, I'm going to have an extra $100,000 coming in a year. I'm going to go work those two weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I get it, but I just – I don't know. There's sometimes – Sometimes Tebow just drives me the wrong way as far as the opportunities he gets. just It's just wild. Like there's, there's no reason he should be on an NFL roster. I mean, Greg McElroy, as much as I can't stand him as a commentator, was absolutely right. He was like, we've been through that. We tried him at H back at the Jets, and he couldn't do it when he was 25. You know what? Yeah. I mean, he's been he, – he's been – Talking about SEC football for six years or however long it's been. So, like, how much is he really in football shape? You you can run wind sprints and, you know, hit a tire with a, a sledgehammer all you want, but until you get hit in the mouth again for 16, 17 weeks, you're not in football shape, my friend.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I'm just, I've got a feeling this is a short term play and this is literally like, you just got to be on the team to make the opening day roster or something, and yeah. you're set, and you're done. You come back, and you talk SEC football for the next 20 years. And it's just literally about getting that last few games to get that guaranteed money coming in from here on out. I, I just That's what I feel like this is all about. But speaking of guaranteed money, what about them uh, those cars that go around the circle a lot and turn a lot of lefts? Vroom, long
1: vroom, vroom, vroom. So this
0: past weekend, NASCAR was at Dover and Hendrick did something that I don't believe has ever been done. I may be wrong about this, but it was actually impressive, especially this day and time where, you know, everybody's got money and everybody's got really nice cars. So Hendrick finishes the top four. The top four in the field were Hendrick cars. That's impressive.
1: Seems good.
0: Seems very good. This can
1: confirm that is good.
0: Yeah. This week they head over to a, a track that I'm actually excited for. It's the first time I've really been excited about a, ra- a road course. And they're mm-hmm. heading out to Austin to the uh, course of the Americas. This facility, those of you who will be watching this, you're going to see what I'm talking about. It's just it's amazing. I mean, this thing was built to F1 standards and – no matter if you care about F1 or not, there's a reason those cars, you know, the cheapest team in F1 generally goes through about $200 million just to operate in one season. So there's a lot of money there. There's a lot of traveling, and they have standards of if they'll even come to your track in your country. This it is not, a million
1: seems like a lot of money.
0: It's a lot of money. That's I mean, getting it. It's it's quite a bit, and this track was built for them. They've done a lot to it. Of course, they held all sorts of – So you're
1: talking state-of-the-art asphalt there. Some of the
0: best, everything was spec'd to be perfect, and,
1: I mean, it is. So it's basically Augusta.
0: It's Augusta of American uh, tracks, yes. That's Mm. what it is. It doesn't have the – it's not old. It's only, you know – Five six years old. I mean, it. I mean, maybe a little. It doesn't have than the that, prestige,
1: but, but it has the the yeah, it's care to do it.
0: It's, exactly. It's not Daytona, but it's uh, it's impressive. Yeah. So it's three point four one miles, which is puts it at the longest track that'll be ran this year. It's also got twenty different
1: turns. So it's a large track. So what you're telling me is there's going to be some wrecks.
0: There's going to be some wrecks, but there's also going to be a lot of really good racing, I feel like, because the track is built extremely wide. Those F1 cars are larger than what a cup car is. And they built this track to have very competitive racing, a lot of side-by-side racing, even on that level. And as you know, with F1 and IndyCar, any type of open-wheel car, you don't have a lot of side-by-side racing. You've got more ball-the-leader, and when you get a shot, you you know lock it in. Uh, shake and bake, and you you slingshot around them. But that's it. You don't do any beating and banging like we have a NASCAR. But it gives a lot of room for cup cars and trucks, and even you know makes cars to do what they want to do on that track. So it should be a lot of fun. It should be a ton of fun. There was some news come out this week. I and broke it. You broke it. You absolutely not really. I broke just it.
1: broke it to Clay.
0: <laughs> I didn't know it. I didn't know it had happened and. So I looked it up, and it's not a done deal. But from what I understand, it is they may have already signed it, and they just haven't come out with a press release. Yeah. And that is Brad K moving over from uh, Penske at the end of the year over to Roush. But this is where it becomes different. He'll be driving the 6, and we don't know the details in this part, but Roush Fenway will actually become a three-partner ownership and Brad'll be one of those three. He'll actually He'll be, be double dipping there, pal. Oh, big time. He's going to own the team and race for the He's team. He's
1: the Pete Rose of NASCAR.
0: That's it. That's it. So it's looking big for him. I mean, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Huge, yeah.
1: very big deal. The the very biggest of the deals.
0: The last time that happened actually with a team that caliber was Can I Jeff guess? Gordon.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. Dang. I'm sorry. I was going to say Jimmy Johnson.
0: Well, it was Jimmy Johnson's car. So when Jimmy Johnson was in uh, what then was Bush trying to come up, Jeff Gordon told Rick Hendrick that he was actually going to put up the money for the car. He wanted Jimmy Johnson to be in cup. And so Jimmy Johnson owes everything to Jeff Gordon. And uh, so Jeff Gordon owned half that car. Rick Hendrick actually said, no, I'll I'll put up money as well. We'll get him moved up. There was no rule at that time to how many cars you could have on a team. And so they brought Jimmy Johnson up a little, probably what a lot of people at that time thought was a little bit higher or a little bit faster than what he should have been. Now, looking back on it, Mr. Seven time, there's, you know, he was perfect timing. Uh, He came in, they – so, you know, at that time, Ray Everham was Jeff Gordon's uh, crew chief, but his right-hand man was none other than Chad Canals. And Jeff Gordon said, we need to take Chad, put him over here, because he's good enough to be a crew chief and run a team. I'll put the money up. We've got the driver, and the rest is history. So, big deal there. But it is cool. Um, oh, and by the way, if you ever want to see a – Heck of a crash, man. Look up Jimmy Johnson at Watkins Glen in a Bush car. He went off into turn one and completely the throttle got hung and the brakes just went to the floor. He had nothing, and he hit the wall head on. So it's, it's amazing.
1: Sorry. I just got distracted. Okay. The, the, the Braves just won. Well, good. The Braves just won.
0: I feel like that's rare. I'm kidding. I'm joking. sorry. I'm sorry. So rude. Sorry. I'm sorry. I know that it's Homer just homered
1: to win the game.
0: Oh, wow. Walk Let's go. Off? <laughs> Was it a walk off? Yep. Nice. Well, okay. Well, that's all the sports I've got, Cody. Let's hear some facts.
1: No, no, no. No. It's not either. It's
0: not. You wanted to talk. Golf.
1: Wow. That's. We are, Dude, we I are can't wait on all get to cylinders focus. tonight.
0: I can't wait till we get closer to football season. We start back doing this once a week because I am so out of practice. And, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I was thinking about it today. We're going to have a full breakdown. We're going to, about July, we'll start doing a half of a conference each week. And we'll just start breaking down, you know, six, seven teams a week until we get through the power five.
1: I mean, I'm here for that. So, um, so what are we talking about again? Golf. So we're going to talk about the uh,
0: the little round white ball.
1: Okay. Well, it's the it's a major. So the last time we did this, Hideki Matsuyama won at the Masters. Okay. And did we win that
0: bet? I can't remember.
1: Uh, people are asking who won, and I think we did. As far as I can tell, the PBJ boys beat the Lloyd boys.
0: Yeah, we did. A little stab there, boys. I know you're oh, listening. Rib,
1: rib, rib. And uh, I was texting the Lloyd brothers about it. And David said to pick Cameron Smith, which I I laughed at. And if you remember, I laughed at his Mark Leishman pick and he almost won the stupid thing. So I was like, why am I laughing at your pick, David? He's like, I have no idea. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I won. We won, not I. We (laughs) won the thing. So that's why. And and what's funny is Cameron Smith was the reason we won the thing because he was our last pick. (laughs) but uh anyway you know it's it's another major it's gonna be 7600 yards really really long course the wind's supposed to be blowing crazy on sunday which is only good for tv uh i've got five golfers that i think are you know a legit chance to have a legit chance to win Uh, i think you look at somebody like dj just because he's so long DeChambeau can, especially in those headwinds, he's got the power to to go through those. They're they're talking about on number seventeen, which is a par three. People are are hitting three woods into the par three because the wind's so bad. And It's just coming coming to right at you, and you know, usually a par three, you're talking, you know, eight iron, seven iron, whatever, maybe like a a down hybrid if you need to, but. You know, for the most part, you don't see three woods going into a par three ever, especially on tour. So, you know, it's going to be a crazy tournament. So I think you got DJ DeChambeau. Uh, you've got you've, you've got to go Justin Thomas. You've got to go right now, Jordan Spieth. I think he's playing the best golf in, um, of his, you know, since 2017 for sure. Some of the best golf of his career, the way he's, you know, had like six or seven top five finishes. And then you've got Roy McElroy. I mean, he is just – he's on another level right now, the way he's putting the ball. So, I kind of went chalk. But, I mean, usually chalk finds its way under the board, and that's very punny of me, but it, it really does. So, um, I guess a sleeper pick. You know, David went Cameron Smith. I guess kind of a sleeper pick would be I oh, know you can't can't go Kevin Kisner cuz he just doesn't hit the ball long enough. Um I'm going to go I'm going to Matt Fitzpatrick. Matthew Fitzpatrick is going to be one that I follow. I don't know if he'll win, but he he's got a chance to be top 15 and my head is saying Patrick Reed wins. Like my actual head is saying Patrick Reed's, Reed's going to win this stupid tournament. <laughs> just because this man is a villain and this course is going to be a villain. And they, they just fit perfectly together. So it would not shock me. I, I'm not going to say he's going to win. It wouldn't shock me if he does. But God, the, from the first time I heard that the weather was going to be bad, I remember texting the Lloyd brothers, hey, Patrick Reed, it's it's gonna be ugly because I think he's gonna do what he does, and that's just make golf tournaments miserable for everybody watching. So, but my official pick, I'm picking DJ. So DJ, boom. there you go. All right, not, not gonna get a lot of money out of that if he wins, but that's who that's who I'm going with, Clay Dodd.
0: I like it. I like it. So there you go. There's the golf picks for the week. I'm going to keep up with it, of course. I might even watch a little bit of it. I'm not the hugest golf fan, but you guys, you and the Lloyd brothers have definitely made it more interesting for me.
1: Well, it's the same with NASCAR with, you know, I never watched NASCAR until I met you. So, I mean, I watched it, but I watched the big races, kind of like you did with golf. What do you you think
0: would make golf so much more interesting? What rule change would help golf become more interesting people?
1: I, I'm not a rule change, but just something that I've heard on podcasts and I've actually thought about is you have like a board say, Hey, if you make this birdie here on 17, you're going to get an extra $85,000 and let them see it. And it what? just makes every putt so much more pressure. Like, because deep down they know like, Hey, if I miss this putt, this could cost me eighty five thousand. But if you see it, like, oh, second place right now is eight hundred ninety five thousand. But if I double bogey here, I go all the way down to four fifteen. And you're like, man, this is pressurized putts. I just thought that would be cool.
0: Okay.
1: To just like have
0: so,
1: yeah, have the money values to where the players can see it and the fans can see it. That would just be so much more entertaining than just like oh. DJ's twelve under, JT's ten under, you know Kevin Kisner's four under, but if Kisner goes on a four birdie streak, oh my gosh! In those six holes, he made five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, how much more interesting would that be?
0: So they did that something similar to that in uh, NASCAR actually back in the nineties. It was called the Winston Million, and so yeah. they had it where on certain races you you could qualify for this. So let's say you finish top three at Talladega. Well, maybe Winston Million actually had Talladega the second race of the year picked out. And if you're one of those three and won the race in the fall, you won an extra million dollars. So it add a lot to it. It created a lot more storyline. So something similar to that. Um, I think that golf should do like lacrosse. And in the fact that they all carry sticks, so why not allow them to, you know, as they're going across the fairway to hit one another?
1: I mean, that, um, that would be quite the scene. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that caught me off guard <laughs> That would definitely
0: make that, <laughs> a lot more of it, I can tell you. Because I, I,
1: I like that. lacrosse, but sorry, that was pretty funny.
0: All right, so. As we finish up, that's the sports that I have. I, I kind of prematurely said that earlier, but.
1: cockley
0: Clay. I think we need to move on to facts because I've got a really cool fact, and I know and I've you got, do too.
1: I've got quite the fact too. So
0: do you want me to go first with this really neat fact, or you want to go football yeah, fact? Or, fact or, okay. All right. You go first. Did you know that it is 100% impossible to kill yourself by holding your breath? Is not like, possible.
1: I felt like I may have heard that.
0: That's in. That's very interesting.
1: But you, but I think you can by like having a teaspoon of water,
0: oh, like holding your breath, and then adding a teaspoon of water or something.
1: No, like like you can drown from like a teaspoon of water or something.
0: I know. I felt like I was going to before.
1: <laughs> yeah, you take one swig of like dot Dr Pepper. It's got a little extra kick. Oh man, yeah, it, it'll get you.
0: You let that go the wrong way one time. See if you're not, co- you know, choking and coughing for the next hour and a half.
1: Yeah, you'll you'll sound like Walter White from Breaking Bad. Yeah, like actually. <laughs> Sorry yeah, about absolutely. that. So, so you clear. hear my I you mean, hear I my fact. fact that just I absolutely do. brought me to my knees in laughter. I do. All pro defensive tackle Art Donovan. I kept trying not trying to read this. this is so funny. All pro defensive tackle Art Donovan always struggled to keep his weight down. Donovan once described his eating habits this way: "I was a light eater, a light eater," said Art Donovan. When it got light out, I started to eat. <laughs> I wasn't ready. For, wasn't ready for that one when I was going through my football fact books because usually they're just like somebody called eight. Eight catches for four hundred and ten yards, to five touchdowns. But he right. said <laughs> I was a line eater, and I didn't get it for a half a second. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the funniest thing I've read in a while." That's good. Uh, I can
0: definitely, uh, I can you know, relate to that for sure. That's 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 great. So, how about a way to cook an egg, Cody? How about another way to cook an egg
1: as we go through this? I list? still can't
0: believe this is still a thing. <laughs> I'm keeping it going.
1: Okay. It just, I mean, it started just at a random thing, right? It did. Because it started you with you just read, a fact. You just read something. It's like, I was like, where did you find that? And I think well, said, it, was, like,
0: it was a fact because. The uh, I gave out because the 100 folds in a chef's hat represent the 100 ways to cook an egg.
1: Okay, that's what it was. That's I didn't it. know there was 100 ways, so now we've been going through it. What, what number are we on? I always ask this, but I never uh,
0: I think we're on like 21. Whew. <laughs> Set me nine more, boys. This time next year, we'll be finishing it up.
1: <laughs> next All year, right. shoot. the. We keep doing one every Four months. We are gonna, gonna be doing this, and we're forty two.
0: By the time we make it to radio, we'll be uh, finishing it up. Get on, get on radio. Hey, right, the
1: radio. So
0: this is called the Bay Pong Moan. Excuse me. Pardon <laughs> the Bay Pong Moan. I'm not. I'm not messing with you. I promise. It's savory. And it's from Cambodia. I'm sure it is. <laughs> a Cambodian dish <clears throat> consists of fried eggs and white rice. You know what else they make in Cambodia? What else they eat? They eat leather?
1: tarantulas. Oh my God! Why did you say that? I was having a good night.
0: I will never, ever, ever go to Cambodia.
1: You never. There will not be one mark time. it down. Put it in the books. PBJ will never be in Cambodia. If you do not
0: believe me, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, "No, they don't," I don't eat trenchless. Google it. I promise you, you will never have another night's sleep. You will have absolute nightmares from here on out because it is just it's terrible. It's it, they just show these like bowls of uh, please stop fried trenchless. <laughs> no, all we- right, so. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> Okay. All right. So let's get some rapid fire questions. So I've got rapid, tonight, rapid Cody. Fire. Tonight, I've got the first one is a very hard hitting question. And it's just something is that I serious? thought of. And I, it is, it is okay. kind of a, makes you think. But then the last three are funny and we'll, okay. we'll get a good laugh at them. Okay. Okay. If you were given the chance to establish how long you wanted the rest of your life to be, would you take it? No, my answer is absolute no. I don't want right. to know because right. I can just imagine if you did that; those last few years and days it would just be miserable. I don't want to know about it.
1: Yep, I don't either. I definitely do not because I feel like I wouldn't get to enjoy what life I did have left. Right, and I would only worry about that date.
0: Exactly, exactly. Just ruin it. All right, so let's get rid of that one. I thought it was a good question. I asked. was but, a good uh, question?
1: It brought us down from the the T words. So I'm good with that. All right. Whoa.
0: Are eyebrows considered facial hair? No. Yeah, I agree. I think you, that's the just, nose down.
1: No. Yeah. Oh, well under the mustache and down like in inside your nose holes. I don't think that's facial hair. You just need to trim those.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like yeah, mustache,
1: mutton down. chops, those things to me, like even though the, the mutton chops are like part of your hair hair, but like it's still part of the face look. But no. like I don't even like I don't even know that eyebrows exist. Let's right. just be honest. Like I don't ever think about an eyebrow, do you?
0: No. In fact, you know the Mona Lisa doesn't have eyebrows.
1: Another fact for you. <laughs> no, because I don't know. I don't look at that. I'm just That's like, what I'm saying. No nobody
0: he didn't even whoever it was that painted that didn't even pay attention to paint them all. So Yeah. All right. If you try to fail, and I think we've all been there before, if you try to fail and accomplish it, did you really fail?
1: Try to fail. No, you you actually do
0: it. Right. So you never really failed, even though you tried.
1: You're right. Yeah, you succeeded.
0: There you go. And lastly, is it cruel? that the word lisp has an S in
1: it. <laughs> did you hear? I did. Yes, it is. It's pretty rough, yes.
0: It's, that's a good one, ain't it?
1: Lisp. <laughs> lisp, I got a lisp. that whoever
0: come up with that word put it's an S in it. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's <laughs> hard enough, like, I, I can't imagine, you know, Somebody, I don't, I don't know. It's just that's that's really cruel. <laughs> Why did you say that? Now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> and I I'm think we I just had laugh.
0: another no hitter.
1: Oh my gosh, that is wild. I literally said on the podcast, "Oh, we're gonna break that quick <laughs> next twenty four hours." So, yep. Sorry, I'm getting a call about a cameo. I'm sure. <laughs> Nathan's story, one of. Somebody somebody that I've tried to get to listen to our podcast, and every time I I'll see this kid once or twice a week, and he'll go, I just don't listen to podcasts. And I'm like, bro, I hang out with you all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm like, just listen to my podcast. Like, don't listen to him. I'm like, okay. Thanks for the support. I still tag him in every one of our posts. <laughs> he just like yeah, I just don't listen. I don't listen. Do that's not that's not my thing.
0: So Corey Kluber was the one that yep. threw the no no That's against uh, one of his Against yeah, one of his, his last stop, Corey Kluber hits another throw. I just wow. All right, well that's everything I got, Cody.
1: Well, that's everything I got, and you, you know what? I was watching Yellowstone, and it confirmed one thing. What's we that? really don't want to mess with horses.
0: Well, that's the end of the episode. I hope you liked it. Hopefully, you'll subscribe to the podcast. Whether wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe. That way you can send it over to your friends and they can take a listen. Also, hit us up on Twitter. We love some feedback. We love the conversation. So hit us up on Twitter, at PBJPod. You know, we really appreciate that you took the time out of your busy day to listen to us. Hopefully you agree with some of the stuff we said. Maybe you disagree with some of the stuff we said. But most importantly, you enjoyed the episode. And if that's the case, we'll see you soon. Thanks.